0: Hello and welcome to the Drabblecast, episode 12. The Drabblecast is a weekly podcast featuring strange stories by strange authors for strange listeners such as yourself. I'm your host, Norm Sherman. Today, Super Animal Deathmatch Competition. Tonight, three of you will be packing your suitcases, and one, and only one, will be named the Deathmatch Champion. Crab Louie, you garnered a lot of support. The judges were really impressed with your mortar attack and stun bombs, and people seemed to think your speed really gave you an edge. I would have liked to see you do more with your chainsaw arm, though. It's a unique gift you have. You should use it. Hippopotapane, you had a rough start. I don't think you quite got across to the judges just how ferocious you could be, deep down inside. But then, people took notice of your rolling ball attack. They started to realize that a one-ton hippo ball covered in spikes is nothing to take lightly. You were able to get people to focus on your strengths, not your soft underbelly elephant, you raised a lot of controversy. The judges just didn't know exactly the extent of your powers, and that might have hurt you some. You had quite a following, though. Many people were able to see you for more than just an elephant with steel tusks, but one that could teleport around the battlefield. Many of us weren't sure you could even be beat after a while. You seemed untouchable. And not because you can teleport, but because you're strong, Telephant. You're strong. Death Mole, you started out with a great start. You're a mole that can fly, and you can build tunnels underground in seconds. You have diamond claws. You want us over from the beginning. You can't stop a damn eight-foot mole, the people said. You just can't. Well, all the votes are in. Only one of you can be America's next top super animal. Crab Louie? Hippopotapane? I'm sorry, you didn't make it. I'm sorry. And the winner is... Going to be announced after today's story, Free Willy 2.4 by Anna Luther. So hang in there. Without further ado, Free Willy 2.4 by Anna Luther. Lewis retracted the bright blue flame from his butane torch and lifted the shield that guarded his face from the fire's heat. He gazed on the shimmering metallic mass before him, with no small sense of accomplishment. Lewis and his robotics firm had taken on the unthinkable task from the Icelandic government three years ago. They had won the contract to create a pod of robotic orca whales. The country, recently deciding to reinstate whaling as a legal and lucrative profession, sought to find a way to train its naive young whalers how to successfully track and hunt the wild creatures. The result was the decision to create aquatic robots with artificial intelligence that would behave like orcas. The would-be whalers would learn the behavior patterns of the less-than-gentle giants, and more successfully capture them for their bile. Whale bile, that most precious and rare commodity. Once prized for their blubber, now it was rather the fruit of their gallbladders that the whalers sought. The bile was thought to be the most molecularly perfect substance on Earth, containing the key to curing ocular degeneration, carpal tunnel, deafness, and just about any other sensory deficiency known to man. Tantalized by such promise, Iceland had been the first Nordic government to re-legalize whaling. After three years of ridiculously straining work that had all but absorbed their entire lives, Louis and his four colleagues emerged from their fluorescent laboratory to admire their work from the edge of the pier at Akaryari Fistangi. A glistening sun shone down upon their bald heads and called forth beads of perspiration along their brows. A gentle breeze rose from the water and ruffled their long white coats. They couldn't have wished for a more perfect day for the release of their pride and joy. All eyes were on the dirty yellow crane that would one by one deposit the robots into the green water and guide them to the shining harpoons of the boat and the boyish fishermen waiting for their test. The crane lowered one, two, three, four, five curving black and white robots into the water. The last to enter the water was one that Lewis held particular affections for. Willy 2.4, the Alpha Orca, the first successful automated eye whale Lewis thought back to all the struggles this project had faced, and all of the disappointment and setbacks. He had worked late hours, he had given this project everything. His wife had even left him. She said he had to make a decision. It was either the eye whales or her. And now, after all of that sacrifice, it was time to see his beloved creations at work. Gently they glided into the sea like they had always belonged to it. Lewis inhaled deeply, holding his breath as he waited to see his creation take on a life of its own as it was meant to. But something was wrong. Something was terribly wrong. Lewis gazed in horror as one of the monsters broke away from the rest and headed towards the pier. Run! Run! he screamed at his friends. Save yourselves! It was too late. In perfect pyramid formation, the creatures turned from their path at the open ocean and slowly, steadily swam towards the pier. This behavior was not in the robot's programming. What could be causing these whales to rampage? One possible, and dreadful explanation dawned on Lewis as he stood frozen and petrified with terror on the pier. What if the whales thought that human bile could help them in the same way that whale bile cured humans? Did they think human bile would be able to infuse life into them, curing them of their artificial construction? The eye whales had been designed with a great deal of adaptability. In an effort to make them more lifelike, a great deal of work went into making these whales self sufficient and able to problem solve. To them, this ridiculously wrong assumption about what human bile might be able to do for them could seem perfectly plausible because their data was limited to what bile could do, not what bile actually was. Dear God, what have I done? Willie 2.4 whistled a signal to the others. Struck with horror, Lewis remained frozen on the pier while the other scientists splintered away from him down the pier. The pier was long, though, and the monsters had anticipated these escape attempts. Speeding up, they approached the pier and leapt out of the water, over the pier, one by one. One robot picked off one scientist in mid-flight, a spiraling show of acrobatic beauty. A second whale plucking a second scientist in the same manner but with a different and unique show of aerial artistry. And so it went, until only Lewis was left, on the end of the pier. Lewis gazed into Willie 2.4's shining eye and had time to think but one thing. I wish that that bastard Joe's firm had won this contract. And in that moment... Willie 2.4 danced in the wind, a sleek rubber rainbow, glorious in the orange-setting sun. And then it was over. Willie 2.4 sank silently back into the sea, the last traces of the scientist disappearing down his throat. He had not known what to expect. He only knew that what the humans sought after in Wales might also help him. Willy 2.4 could not move. It had worked. He could feel it. He didn't feel the nuts and bolts inside him shifting into tendons and ligaments, and he didn't see his synthetic rubber polymer skin becoming true whale flesh. That didn't matter, though. Different beings could be constructed of different materials. But the feeling... That told him something was different. The others could feel it, too. Somehow, they were different than before. Was this the glorious feeling of life? Or was it freedom? Maybe it was both. Maybe they were the same thing. It's not an easy job I have. You guys are both fantastic, but America has spoken, and there can be only one. One of you will be leaving here today as America's next top super animal. And as a special prize, you'll gain the other one's special attribute. I don't want to leave you guys in suspense any longer. It's time to announce the winner. Telephant. congratulations! You're America's Next Top Super Animal. You came from behind this last week and really won over the judges. And you won by two votes. And as you leave today, you have the choice of walking out the door, teleporting through a wall, or flying out a window. That's right, Telephant. You can fly now. You can fly. Thanks everyone for voting and listening to the Drabblecast. Check out normsherman.com for some sweet tunes, and send in your stories or comments to hotmail.com. Tune in next week for episode 13 of the Drabblecast. I'm your host, Norm Sherman, reminding you that you voted for telephant, so don't come whining to me when you get six pounds of crap falling from the sky and denting the hood of your Honda Civic.